appreciate getting to be here tonight. Uh, Uncle Terry caught me on the way to the choir. I guess I didn't run fast enough. He got that boot off. He caught me. But I appreciate getting to be here. appreciate the service we had this morning and the moves. And uh, uh, I don't have anything to read on my heart, but uh, I just want to say I appreciate my church and what she means to me and how she moves. That's a, that's a blessing. So we'll ask you to stay on your feet and we'll ask Cooper if he'll pray for us. Brother Taylor, choir. Page 171. <laughs>
153. At this time, we'd like to ask our deacon brothers to come forth to take up our evening's offering. As they come forth, I'd ask you to please stand. like to ask Brother Kenny, if he would, to say the blessing over the offering. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this another opportunity to be in your house. Thank you, Lord, for the beautiful day. Lord, we thank you so much for the service we had this morning, Lord. Someone came and got it right with you, Lord. We're so, so thankful to have a church where the gospel's preached and the opportunity to be saved is there. Yeah. Thank you so much for that wonderful gift of salvation, God. Thank you for everything that you do for us. We ask you to bless this offering in Jesus' name. Amen.
sing this next song for all our prayer.
appreciate being here this evening. It's just a just a good feeling being in the house of the Lord and songs that were sung, and we're still feeding off the service this morning, and uh, we're just looking for, for things to happen this afternoon. And, um, I just wonder if this time anybody's got any unspoken prayer requests. Appreciate those hands. Any spoken prayer requests? Appreciate the message this morning, but it, my dad's testimony really helped me about, you know, what a worthless sinner, you know, I am. And when the Lord uses us, it's just the Lord shining through, showing what He can to do with a sinner like me. And that really helped me, and I appreciate that. And if you're here tonight and you think you can't do it, you, you can do it because the Lord can work with, work through you. Anybody got anything on their heart at all? Anything? Seen raising your hand. I thought you might have had something. Okay. Yeah, uh, I like to say one thing to where they've been pounding on our president. I think we need to pray for him so he's going to remain strong. Yep, nobody else has anything but lead us, Billy.
Appreciate that. I just wonder if this time if anybody's got a song or a testimony on their heart or anything Lord to give them to do, we just want to make them welcome. Just give you the opportunity to follow the Lord. I know I said already, I, I appreciate that service. I sometimes you just get a little, little valley, you know, and, and you you know, I've been trying to read and trying to pray and and then the Lord comes and just pushes you right up to the top, you know. And it's just it just took a weight off of me. And uh, I just really I really appreciate what the the service this morning. I appreciate Tyler coming. I went to school with Tyler actually. I knew him when we were younger. And I just the when he moved, buddy, he he had it. He was he was burdened down. And I appreciate people that come when they're burdened because that's that's what the altar's for. And uh, when that gospel goes out, that's what can happen. I appreciate when it does. It was a it was a good service this morning. So if anybody's got anything this afternoon, we certainly want to give you the opportunity. I don't see anybody coming. I don't have a whole lot left, but uh, I don't have anything, Terry. I'll just turn it over to you. Thank the Lord for the good choir song. Appreciate uh, Neil opening up. Good to see everybody here tonight. Got a nice crowd. And uh, I'm, I like uh, Neil said, I appreciate the service this morning. It's a blessing. I thank the Lord for it. And glad to have everybody here tonight, especially our visitors. Just uplifts us to see people come to church. And it's good to fellowship and feel the love and then be able to worship. And uh, let me ask again, anybody feel like singing tonight? You got a song on your heart, of course. If you test, want to testify, you can do that too. But uh, somebody got something on your heart before I uh, look at these preachers. You're welcome if you got something. Feel like singing a song? Well, sure to sing it. Feel like saying something? Do that. All right, we're not going to tarry too long. And uh, Neil already said didn't have much on his mind. Of course, he's, if he changed his mind, he's welcome to get back in this too. And uh, got these preachers up here. Got uh, Lee, got Brent, got Cooper. And uh, any of you fellas, uh, welcome tonight. Whatever, whoever feels like coming. Uh, if all of you feel like preaching, be all right with me. And uh, just follow the Lord who feels like coming. Any any of you, just be first. You're welcome. And church, let's pray. Let's pray for whoever comes that uh, God might just use them in a great way. Lee, got some. Brent, Cooper, no. Well, there must be another preacher here somewhere. Uh, I guess I'll have to call on him. Uh, 
I'm going to put this mic on, but if you'd like to read with me, turn to the 18th Psalm. Uh, very familiar scripture and one I love. And I was reading it today and it blessed my heart and it has many times. And uh, it's a lot about David telling his experience and uh, it sounds a lot like my own. You know, the details of our experiences are all different. Uh, but the facts about our experiences are all the same. Uh, and I, I like that. Uh, what God did for me, if you're saved, he did that for you. And if you're not saved, he's wanting to do that for you. Starts out in the 18th Psalm. Uh, starts out with the psalmist uh, telling about his relationship with the Lord. Uh, but then down, uh, uh, down in the fourth verse, he goes back and he tells about where he was before he got that way. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, our testimonies uh, kind of relate to that or mirror that. I may thank God for saving my soul and thank him for how good I feel and for blessing me. And, uh, and then I, God might take my mind back. I might tell people about how I felt when I was lost. And, uh, well, let's get to the scripture and we'll you see what uh, you Bible readers are familiar with it anyway. But I want to read this uh, uh, I call it a prefix before verse 1 in Psalm 18, and then I'll go down to the scripture. It said, To the chief musician, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul, and he said. And starting in verse 1 here, <clears throat> the psalmist David said, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. Interesting way he said that. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, and whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. And boy, he sums it up there, just everything you could want uh, for your protection and for your care. And uh, uh, he just summed it up so many ways. He could have just used one or two of those words and made a point, but... Uh, it, it took more than that. He wanted to emphasize, God is all this to me. And uh, probably one of the uh, most interesting of those terms is a buckler. And they study a buckler, and it's a very a small shield. Uh, history says they wore it on their left hand. It was sort of a last line of defense. If, uh, if the enemy was coming through and uh, getting close to you, and uh, you've got that buckler... And it, it worked well because wear it on your left hand, use your sword with your right hand. Well, God's like that. Uh, he's all of our uh, defense. And uh, sometimes when people's going through troubled times and they feel like there's just no hope left, if they'll lean on the Lord, uh, he'll still get the job done. Well, I'm telling you, we got, let me read those terms again. He's my rock. Well, I'm glad that I am able to stand on a rock. He's a real foundation. He's my fortress. I'm glad that he's uh, like a fort built around me and uh, the enemy can't climb the wall. Goes on, says my deliverer. Uh, when I'm in trouble and I can't figure out which way to go, sometimes I've been in a spot and it seems like there's no way out. I'm telling you, God's still able to deliver us, Kenny. It goes on, he says my God. What sums it up in one word, he's my God, my strength in whom I will trust, well, I'm glad I can, my buckler, and again, and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. 
uh, the horn of my salvation. Uh, boy, I'm, I'm glad that I've got a horn that I, I can hold to. Uh, back uh, in the, the old scriptures, uh, back in the temple, uh, where they had uh, uh, where they had the, uh, an altar back there, and, and uh, uh, we could go back there, and, and sometimes when people were fleeing from the enemy, uh, they'd uh, go to uh, where the uh, altar was back there in the temple, and there was horns on it. They'd hold to the altar. And uh, they'd find uh, they'd find deliverance in that. They'd find safety in that. He goes. He says in my high tower, uh, boy, they had high towers. Uh, the Bible said I put a watchman on the tower, and then he compares it to we all ought to be watchmen. And when the enemy's coming, he said if the watchman on the tower, if he warns the people, I like this brother. They said if he warns the people, and they don't do anything, and the enemy comes, uh, it's uh, their blood's on their hands. Uh, but uh, he said, but the, uh, the watchman uh, needs to tell the people that the enemy's coming. Uh, boy, I appreciate that. Uh, God uh, blessed our brother uh, preacher this morning to do that. He blesses us to have that happen around here. The church moves and prays and whoever's preaching uh, warns folks that the enemy's coming. We need to do that. And uh, then uh, David goes from there and he, and he tells them why it's that important. Uh, this is where he said, I used to be. Uh, or what he says, he said, I'll call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be safe from my enemies. Now, verse four, I said, starts telling uh, where he used to be. He said, the sorrows of death compassed me. The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. Uh, the snares of death prevented me. Uh, boy, I remember one time when I felt like uh, I was in sin's prison. Uh, like that good song Sister Brenda sings, I was in sin's prison, oh so dark and cold, just a lost sheep wandering from God's eternal fold. But then the door swung open and Jesus spoke to me, I've signed your pardon and now you may go free. He did it for everybody, but he made it personal. He spoke my name and said I could go free. No wonder the psalmist could say the Lord's my deliverer and my God and my fortress and my high tower and my buckler. No wonder he could say that because the Lord's the one that led him out of prison. Boy, I praise God that I have been set out of sin's prison, been set free. He goes on. Uh, he's talking about uh, what kind of shape he was in. Uh, the sorrows of hell compassed me. You know, sometimes people don't realize when they're lost, uh, hell already has hold of you. It's not just going to get you. Uh, it's got a grip on you. Uh, the only thing that will keep you from being in hell in eternity is for the Lord uh, to break the grip that hell's got on you. And so when he's talking about down here, uh, the sorrows of hell compassed me, the snares, and that's a trap. The snares of death prevented me. Well, here's what the psalmist did. He said, this is the shape I was in. Verses four and five here. And verse six, he tells what he did. So see, uh, when you find out you're in bad shape, uh, God's the only one can deliver you. But you've got to do something. You've got to do something. And the psalmist said, in my distress. Boy, I remember when I was in distress. I remember when I had agony down inside. I remember when I was in distress. In my distress, I called upon uh, the Lord. And listen to what he said here and cried unto my God. Uh, he said he heard me. Uh, he heard my voice out of his temple and uh, my cry came before him even uh, into his ears. So I'm telling you, don't ever think that God can't hear you. God can hear you, folks. 
Uh, he is able to hear. And, and uh, when I got saved, uh, I really can't remember, Brother uh, Bill, uh, but I, I don't believe I was even talking out loud. I'd been praying out loud, doesn't make any difference, uh, but I got up off my knees. I was sitting on the morning's bench. I don't think I was speaking a word uh, verbally that anybody else could hear, but Vince, out of my heart, in my distress, I was calling on the Lord. I said, oh God, if you don't save me, I'm a goner. We'll talk about distress, Anthony. That's distress. When I got like that call, God heard me. He heard me in my distress. My cry went even into his ears. And I'm glad we got a God that's able to hear. Boy, he can hear good. Every heart that cries out, that means that he can hear. And he goes on down here. Now listen to this. Uh, talks about verse seven here. This describes the way I was. Uh, says down here, said then the earth shook and trembled. The foundation also of the hills moved uh, and were shaken uh, because he was wroth. Talk about uh, the earth shaking and trembling. Uh, Brother Carl or, or Brother Wesley one uh, mentioned uh, this morning talking about the earth. Well, this year is made out of the earth. This is made from the dust of the ground. I'm telling you what, when I was under conviction, when God was speaking to me, when I saw myself lost and undone, my earth uh, shook and trembled. Uh, when it says here, the earth shook and trembled, the foundations uh, thereof, uh, also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wrong. God is angry against sin. He didn't want me to be a sinner. Well, when the gospel reached me just right and got a hold of me, I, I'm telling you, I don't know if people on the outside could see it, but I could feel it shaking on the inside. It was trembling, it was shaking. And the foundation that I thought I was built on, it crumbled into powder. I had nothing to stand on. Oh, were, you, were you a good boy? Well, I'd probably difference in opinion. Some folks might have said yes and some might have said no. But whether I was a good boy or not wasn't good enough to get me to heaven. You have to be born again. And so he goes on down here and listen what he says down here. He said there went, there, verse eight, there went up a smoke out of his nostrils and the fire out of his mouth devoured. Uh, coals of fire were kindled by it. And I like this verse nine. It said he bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. Well, preacher, why'd you like that so much? Well, I want you to know, I couldn't jump high enough to reach heaven. Uh, but when I cried out in my distress, Lee, he bowed the heavens and came down. Where did he come to? He came into my very soul. And when it said darkness was under his feet, uh, I used to have darkness in my soul. But when he landed in my soul, he put it under his feet. He put it out of my soul. What's in my soul now? It's filled with the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. Boy, what a God that is. And now there's a lot in this. I, I won't try to get each one, but I do want to go down and get verse 16 and 17, maybe sum up down here. And verse, verse 16, said he sent from above. That kind of compares to him bowing the heavens and coming down. He sent from above and he took me and he drew me out of many waters. Uh, one place talks about waters. It said the waters as many people and kindreds and tongues and people. In other words, all sorts of people and sinful people. But God picked me up out of that. He put me in the living water. He sent from above and he drew me. He took me out of just from amongst the world. He made me a child of God. And so he sent from above, he took me, drew me out of many waters. Listen, verse 17. 
He delivered me. He's a delivering God. Back there in verse two, he's my deliverer. Well, down here it says it again. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which uh, hated me for they were too strong for me. Uh, That's probably enough preaching. But listen tonight. Uh, You can have the same relationship with God that David had. Uh, You just have to do what David did. And you might say, well, I'm not eloquent with words like that. That's not the point. It's the attitude of the heart. If you come to the Lord and you say, oh God, I'm just a sinner. Uh, Lord, save me. Uh, God will save you when you believe in him like that. Then if you've been saved and you're not living for the Lord like you should be, I want you to know if you'll just come and repent, God will bless you and restore unto you the joy of your salvation. You don't have to get saved again when you get saved once for time and eternity. But if you're out of fellowship with God, not living for God like you should, the joy's gone, the, the brightness of it, you can't experience it like you did. Let's stand and sing a song. Maybe somebody needs to come. If you do, please obey the Lord. The Lord's here and he can hear you. Your cry will come even into his ears, even in his temple. Boy, sometimes uh, people talk about God like he's a million, million, million miles away. But I'm going to tell you what, he's right here tonight. God's right here tonight. Please follow the Lord. Please obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. Sees where you stand. And you're the one that God speaks to your heart. And you're the one that can move by faith to the Lord. Please obey. so badly uh, but it did but God helped me get past that if God's wanting you to come to the altar even though you feel hesitant about it God can help you get past your hesitancy let me ask you to do this if you're here tonight and you need to come and pray and one of the things that Satan used on me he said well if you go up there you won't know what to say how about this if you come and pray if you don't want to say anything you don't have to say anything if you want to come and pray and even get up and go back to your seat that's up to you. Now, if you come praying, God wants you to say something, that's up to you too. But nobody here is going to twist your arm. Nobody's going to try to pressure you. That's up to you. And so you might be here tonight and, and uh, feel like coming and it might be hard for you to come. 
Another thing, perhaps if you're here and you have a friend close by that you have confidence in as a Christian, you might just reach out to that friend and say, will you go with me to the altar? I see that happen lots of times. And that's wonderful. And I've had, in times past, I've had people ask me if I'd go to the altar with them. Uh, I remember, I'm remembering way back when I was uh, just a young man. Uh, I don't think Lynn and I were married yet. And her cousin Jimmy was sitting toward the back of the church house. And the preacher was preaching and tears running down Jimmy's face. And he looked over to me and got my hand and he said, Brother Terry, will you go pray with me? And I said, Jimmy, that'd be my heart's delight. I'd love to go pray with you. So there's nothing wrong with asking somebody if they'll come pray with you. If you're here and you're needing to come and you've got a friend that you have confidence in, just say, will you go pray with me? And again, when you come, it's totally up to you whether you say anything or not. So, so please take it one step at a time. And if God's wanting you to come to altar, let that be the step you take right now. Sing for some more. Please obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. And if you're here and you're saved, living for the Lord, God could put it on your heart to ask somebody, do you want me to go pray with you? If God gives that to you, do that. Somebody did me that way when I was lost. It was Rodney Mason. said, you want me to go pray with you? And I said, yeah. It helped me. If you're here tonight and God's wanting you to come pray, don't miss the opportunity. Please come. I'm confident there's some that needs to. But it's your move. It's your choice. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. That's good. Listen to that song. good songs and appreciate your prayers and good attention. <clears throat> Thank the Lord for moving. Anything on anybody's heart before we come to a close? <clears throat> All right, glad to have you. And let me make this announcement. Uh, I've been talking to our uh, youth leaders and uh, 
you know, we've been doing some things to help with some money and getting ready to do some things to help with some money for uh, some of the things concerning church camp. But also their activities fund, the things, you know, like if they go on a little trip or something somewhere or do something together, uh, those funds are getting low. And so that's a different different fund. But we need to kind of replenish that too. If it if it'd be all right there, everybody, uh, next Sunday maybe to close the service, we just set a plate out and uh, let people put in it what they feel like. Uh, just put in it right out of your heart and then uh, build up their funds to help them with their activities. And so we can do that if folks want to do, uh, maybe take care of that. So remember that. Anything else? Sure glad to have everybody here. We have Bible study tomorrow night. Terry, 7 okay. o'clock at the church. All right, Bible study tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Well, last week we had one of the larger crowds that we'd had, and, and I'm telling you, we had a good time. Mm-hmm. It was dandy. So come if you feel like it and can, and if you can't, well, really pray. Amen. good request. Appreciate that. Anything else? <clears throat> yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant the one this morning. <laughs> you got me. You got me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. <clears throat> Anybody else? praying folks don't let up and again to our visitors thank you for coming glad to have you if nothing else we'll ask those seated still yet to stand and uh, we just say you're at liberty to go in fear of the Lord <clears throat>